Hello everyone, my name is Mike Yeomans, I'm Director of the Valuations and Consulting Team at IBA. We're here today to have the aviation conversation around the helicopter market and for that I'm joined by my colleague and IBA's manager and expert of helicopters, Rami Abdelaziz. Welcome and thank you very much, Rami. I think we'll start the conversation off just talking around some of the dynamics that are going on in the helicopter market today and really to see what's driving that and what are the most significant factors that are affecting the market. So Rami, tell us what's going on in the helicopter market. Thank you Mike for uh, your question and thank you for the introduction. When we are talking about the helicopter market, there are three drivers at the moment at play. We do have our economy drivers which are driving the operations of such a VIP helicopters. So at the moment, what direction do you see that moving in? Do you think for the VIP, are you seeing a positive trend? Well, at the moment, we're, uh, the views on the VIP market still uh, with a, a stable outlook at the moment, and uh, which might lead to a slightly more uh, negative outlook into the future okay. for the VIP helicopters. Are there any particular helicopters in that VIP segment that you think are likely to perform better than others? Or are there any that you see under pressure, maybe less likely to recover? Yes, within the VIP area, we do see some of the S76, C++, and the older generation of the S76 are currently are not doing as well as we as they have done in the past. Uh, however, other helicopters, uh, such as the AW139, 169, H145 in their VIP configuration are currently doing better than uh, the 76. However, in general, the general trend for the VIP operations still in a more stable to negative outlook rather than a positive outlook. So, Maybe shall we explore a little bit more about the sort of offshore oil and gas market? We've obviously seen a high and, and volatile fuel price environment and an oil price environment. What, how is that affecting the, the market for helicopters that are serving the offshore oil and gas market? The operating environment is, is, uh, has a very uh, large effect on the helicopter market in general. Uh, when we see the oil pricing uh, recovered, uh, such as from like the under $50 in early 2020, and which then increased to just over 100 towards the end of 2021, uh, the helicopter market within the offshore sector have seen a, a considerable uh, increase in the demand for these helicopters. Furthermore, supply chain uh, disruption has been a critical factor in the helicopter market in 2022 and early 2023 uh, there has been a constant uh, supply chain issues of parts for uh, for new helicopters and also for uh, support of operations for uh, used in the used market that supports the operations of for the operators uh, we are expecting uh, supply chains to be resolved within by the end of 2024 however uh, until then, we do expect some disruptions within the operation of the market. 
we've explored some of the demand drivers and what's feeding feeding into the helicopter market in terms of that sort of supply and demand balance. If you had to pick an area of the helicopter market that is performing the most strongly at the moment, which which area would that be? When it comes to the helicopter demand, we observe several helicopters. Uh, for instance, we have the emergency medical services such as AMS, which stand out as a great performance within the market. AMS helicopter remain uh, are increasingly critical for rapid medical uh, operations and uh, and patients transport. As well, we are seeing the growth in the promising in the segment of the firefighting. Uh, helicopters equipped for firefighting are combating wildfires and safeguarding communities and are becoming increasingly vital in disaster response efforts. Okay, so yeah, two two really important roles there, I think. So if you had to sort of pick your your top one, two helicopter types for serving those markets, maybe for your EMS, for your firefighting, what what are the kind of best performing assets in those roles, would you say? Generally speaking, within the EMS market, you usually will see more helicopters within the light to medium helicopters are serving within this category. And the, the flexibility between the, the weight, uh, when you get look at the lighter helicopter within on the lower end of the light helicopter segment, they're more uh, used for shorter distance of operations. Okay. Uh, such as the H145, 135. Well, when you start looking at the uh, upper end of the light helicopter category or the medium helicopter, such as AW139, uh, these are used within the EMS market for uh, the longer distance of operations uh, or, or in terrain that are difficult to operate in or hot and hot environments, cold environments. Okay. Did you see some operators op operating mixed fleets of sort of light to medium helicopters or do you, do you tend to see them more focusing on, on one or, or the other or does it vary depending on the operator and environment? Well, heavy helicopter uh, exemplified by the models of like the S92 and the 25 have recently shown signs of improvement in 2023 down from their downturn back in 2015-2016. Uh, uh, so what sort of what sort of range in value could you expect to see for a sort of typical midlife S92? I mean, typically speaking, for these helicopters, uh, they're largely uh, dependent on their uh, configuration. Okay. Uh, when we look at these helicopters from new, uh, new helicopters, for example, within the heavy categories, if they are operating with uh, search and rescue capabilities and with advanced uh, searching uh, and... Okay. So in terms of sort of future deliveries to serve that offshore market, where do you see that? Do you see that in the heavy category or do you see maybe more of that long-term demand in the, in the super medium? 
At the moment, the super medium, which is dominated by the AW189 and the H175, are, are continuing to growing. However, the deliveries of these helicopters remain uh, at much uh, smaller levels uh, than uh, they're expected. And deliveries of these helicopters are, are rather slow than what the demanded uh, is there. However, for that, the heaviest helicopters continue to cover this uh, area of the operations where the super medium are needed. However, as the deliveries increase for the super mediums, we will start to see a replacement and fleet renewals for these helicopters, heavy helicopters, switching to a super medium in the in the future. Okay, so it's more is it more the case that it's those issues you talked about around supply chains? that are holding back the deliveries, not so much the demand. The demand's there, but the, the OEMs are just not able to satisfy that demand? Is that...? I believe it's a combined factor. Uh, the supply chain is affecting some of the uh, issues for the growth in the super medium. However, generally speaking, uh, a couple of years ago, the demand all for the heavies was also down on the downturn and we are, we have seen a recent research in the oil prices which researched the operations for these helicopters um, therefore the super medium are uh, still uh, operating uh. Remy on the super mediums I'd ask you where where do you see that market heading in the near term and which assets in that class do you see the best potential for? Okay. Maybe ask in a different way. Where would you put your money in the super medium? Well, the main, as we discussed, the main uh, helicopter within the super medium category are the AW189 and the H225. Uh, the super medium at the moment, the deliveries are not as high uh, for them to take hold of the and replace the heavy helicopters at the moment. Okay. Uh, deliveries for the super medium ranges in the region of 10, 5 to 10 helicopters per year. However, this is likely to increase in the coming years as we see more fleet renewals or new operators entering into the market that they are looking to expand, which are likely to take on the super medium helicopters rather than the we're, we're starting to move down the weight categories now. We've touched on the heavies, the super mediums. What about the light and the medium markets? Sort of which, which helicopters in that market do you see as, as maybe most flexible in terms of their, their roles and operations? In the light and medium helicopters, uh, this is the, uh, the weight category with the most helicopter types. And you will see also the most helicopters are delivered within this uh, weight category. Okay. Uh, and they represent a larger, uh, a rather large percentage of the global fleet. More specifically, when we start to look into the light helicopters, we do see a preference towards uh, the Airbus helicopters such as the H135 and the 145 from Investor. Okay. And also the, from the medium. Uh, sector, we do see preference going towards the AW139. Uh, these helicopters in general within the light and medium, they offer 
they offer a versatile operation for the operators and they allow them to be operated in many sectors and areas within the market. Uh, they could be serving in an EMS configuration. They can also be operating as a, a police helicopters, uh, offshore, near, near offshore uh, oil rigs or wind farms. I know that you and your team are involved in hundreds, several hundred of helicopter appraisals throughout the year. And I just wanted to explore when you're dealing with your clients around engaging in these appraisals, are there any factors that you think are maybe overlooked and should maybe have more attention paid to them? Yeah, I mean, of course, I mean, when we look at the valuation of the helicopters, the main area that you will be looking at is the, uh, first of all, the type of the helicopters and the weight category that it serves in. And then we will be looking at how is the the helicopter uh, is uh, the year of manufacturing and the year that it was built and delivered. Uh, these uh, factors, we consider it alongside the uh, role and the configuration of the helicopters, uh, which do uh, present a larger percentage of the, uh, of the impact on the helicopter value. A helicopter that is operating in a VIP or a utility area would, uh, would have a different impact on the value of a search and rescue helicopter that has advanced searching capabilities that is serving with uh, Coast Guards, for example. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much, Rami. That was really insightful. Really enjoyed the conversation today. Thanks very much for your time and for all of your views there. Really appreciate that. Thanks, everyone, for joining us as well on the Aviation Conversation today.